0: It's very nice to go traveling to Paris, London and Rome. It's oh so nice to go traveling, but it's so much nicer, yes it's so much nicer to come home. It's very nice to just wander the camel route to Iraq. It's oh so nice just wander, but it's so much nicer. Yes, it's oh, so nice to wander back. The mamsels and Freud.
1: The great Frank Sinatra, and he said it best is uh, it is nice to go traveling, but sometimes it's nice to come home. Uh, it's always nice to see uh, my old friend Barry Goldsmith. He's not that old, uh, but we have a, a relationship uh, that goes back uh, cl- about uh, two decades. He is a professor of uh, architecture and comedy and a travel expert who has not only created, been there, haven't done that as a tour and lecture series, but he's actually been to 117 countries. Around the world, that is, that's got to be somewhat
0: exaggerated, Barry. No, uh, but I have to qualify that, uh. but not in the same week. <laughs>
1: Definitely not. Definitely now, is not. that one of those things? Some pe- some countries are recognized by some uh, entities but not recognized by others, like, uh, like Donetsk in uh, eastern Ukraine. The Ukrainians say it's not a country. The people in Donetsk say it is. Uh, that kind of thing. Is there some wiggle room in that 117? I'll t- I'll
0: tell you I do travel math okay 117 countries we, I have to uh, uh, subtract um, East Berlin and I have to subtract uh, uh, North Vietnam so it it it, it kind of
1: changes yeah okay it, it all right. changes so all the one time. day it could yeah, be 115 exactly. next day it could be 119 depending on what's right. happening in global or politics or
0: close to sound of music. I'm 117 going on 118
1: countries. (laughs) I'd love to get a look at your frequent flyer miles. That's for sure. Well, you've done some – you're doing something now that I think is really interesting. You have teamed up with another travel expert, a reporter that a lot of people may remember from Spectrum uh, News New York 1, Valerie Delia. And she was on the Today Show as well. You guys are creating an upcoming TV travel series for older travelers, people that are 55 plus. It's called You Haven't Seen It All.
0: Right, right. That's actually based on something my grandfather used to say. Now I've seen it all. (laughs) But even if you're uh, an avid traveler, there are places that you haven't seen. And I've had a travel column Going on 13 years, call been there, haven't done that. Recommending sites around the world, this by most tourists and even many locals. So w- when and where will people be able to see this show? Well, right now we're getting offers from different net- networks. Okay, so like it's then, in
1: development. It's it's in, okay. it's in development. So we'll keep an eye. But,
0: but right now, I know it's going to happen because I want to make sure, being that it's television and not radio. That people know I am over 55. (laughs) So I have an appointment with a plastic surgeon for a face drop.
1: (laughs) A face drop, not a face drop. Right, to
0: make me look older. Of course, a face drop.
1: (laughs) Why would you want to look older? Because you look too youthful to apply to the 55-plus demo?
0: Exactly, Mm exactly. A nice problem to have. Can you imagine a makeup person saying, okay, you know, guess what? No, uh, I want m- more dark circles under my <laughs> eyes, please.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I think Jack Benny may have uh, tried that when his uh, experimental 39 phase was, uh, was still going on. What is the biggest difference? Because we have a lot of uh, listeners that are in that age group that your show is going to be targeting. What's the biggest difference between someone who's older than 55 when they plan a trip or a vacation somewhere and someone who's, say, between 25 and 45? What's the biggest difference in what those folks are looking for when it comes to making travel accommodations?
0: Well, first of all, it also depends on the the person. If they're very well-traveled, they want to see someplace new. Uh, for instance, uh, if you've been to Rome 20 times uh, and and you're older, oh, come on, I've been to Rome 20 times. But I'll tell them, well, have you been to the Domus Aurea, which is Nero's Palace underground? And you know all the hanky-panky that went on there. And Nero's Palace is one or two blocks from the Colosseum, where nowadays you have to wait in line for half an hour, just on the skip
1: the line line. Mm, oh, no, no, I've seen that line. I've been on it. It is. Uh, it's quite a. It's quite a chore. Um, how are things traveling now in terms of COVID restrictions? What are the requirements these days in terms of international travel, especially with respect to testing, with respect to vaccine mandates, with respect to masks?
0: Well, I can tell you things have changed drastically over the last. Three months. Mm-hmm. I uh, led a press trip to the Azores, uh, which I call the H- Hawaii in the Atlantic. And you went on the plane, and you had to put out your hands. Okay, uh, not begging for a good meal <laughs> on a plane because airline food is. Right. So you Oliver Twist right. impersonation. Exactly, exactly. And uh, they had to sanitize the hands before you would enter. Okay, and everyone had to wear a mask. And if you ate your, you're on the air in-flight dinner, you put down the fork, somebody would run after you with a mask right away. I was in Chicago lecturing uh, just uh, two weeks ago, and uh, no masks on the plane. It it was American Airlines, no masks. Uh, The flight attendants serving were not wearing masks either. So it was
1: back to normal, more Uh, or or less. Yeah,
0: and as a matter of fact, I just heard yesterday... There was a bank robbery, and they got they apprehended the criminal right away because even he wasn't wearing a mask. (laughs) Uh,
1: You mentioned the Azores; you referred to it as the um, the Hawaii of the Atlantic. How long, ballpark, does it take to get to the Azores from New York?
0: Okay, it takes about four hours. Oh, that's nothing. Exactly, and uh, it's absolutely wonderful. Uh, There are picturesque villages, uh, and there are volcanic craters. You go in; it's like the uh, uh, the craters in the United States. Nothing compares with them. They're, they're they're absolutely terrific. And I'm not a nature guy. I'm an architect. Okay, and in addition, they have something unique to anything Portuguese, and be it Rio or be it Macau, Portuguese. The sidewalks are uh, a mosaic pavement. All patterns everywhere. It's like no other – you know you're in Portugal or Portuguese territory right away. You have – in New York, when you walk, you have to look up to see the skyscrapers. In uh, the Azores, you have to look down and see (laughs) the wonderful pavement. It's wonderful.
1: Barry Goldsmith is here. He does the uh, been there, haven't done that tour and column. He's launching this new show for the 55-plus Traveler with Valerie Delia. If you have a question, by the way, about travel, you can call in. We'll be happy to take it. 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. Also, uh, he's also the author of a very interesting book, um, which you can get on uh, Amazon in a Kindle version for free, I believe, called Trumpitecture, Great Design or Erectile Dysfunction. And it It looks at the architecture of some of the Trump buildings. And from what I remember when we spoke about that book when it came out five years ago, some of the Trump buildings, as an architect, you gave very high grades to, some not such high grades, right? Yes.
0: Uh, The Trump Hotel in Chicago is especially uh, beautiful for the location, too, because, as you know, they say in real estate, location, location, location. It's on the river and there's another tributary going into it and it rounds out from one tributary into the Chicago River. So it's absolutely wonderful. It's-
1: All right. Uh, no, that, and uh, so people can check out the book, Trumpitecture by Barry Goldsmith. 800 848 if you want to comment. All right. Um, so, you know, uh, I always like to uh, pick your brain on places in the news. You've been to a lot of countries, 117 or so thereabouts. Um, where, where would you focus on today if uh, you were looking for a city or a place in the news that we could talk about?
0: Uh, for instance, uh, as you know, you're from Staten Island, right. and I'm from Perth Amboy, New Jersey. Right, the and you, you have a little river, the Kill Van Kull. <laughs> I, I mean, when you think of it, naming a river Kill, I mean, named in honor of the people <laughs> who drowned. Uh, anyway, um, you have on Staten Island the Conference House, where most people don't know. I mean, you don't have to go around the world to find unusual sites. The Conference House was a meeting place of Benjamin Franklin. Two other people, and I think General Howe, but within a month of the Declaration of Independence to see if they could iron out an early peace treaty. It failed, but nonetheless, Benjamin Franklin loves to travel. He got a rowboat. He went to Perth, Amboy, the proprietary house, which was the home of his son, William Franklin, who was a Tory. So as soon as the revolution broke out and really got going... uh. William, Frankl, William Franklin traveled to London right. and never came back
1: <laughs> so uh, that is interesting. Um, any other cities in the news oh, that sure. you want to
0: talk about? Sure I mean Philadelphia Oh Philadelphia
1: okay. what's happening it's the city of brotherly love right
0: right and it's a sister and it's also the city of sisterly love, all kinds of love and in Fairmont Park uh, there was a there were, was nudity last month. Uh, Young people got together. They were riding bicycles in the nude. So uh, actually, it changed from Fairmont Park to Mount Fair Women Park. (laughs) And uh, that's perfect for uh, uh, Philadelphia because Philadelphia is the city of the Constitution. And in the Constitution is the right to bear arms. And they took it one step further. It's the right to bear entire bodies.
1: (laughs) Uh, Philadelphia is a, a great city. My cousin Andrea lives there. Uh, you know, when, one of the things I found being in New York is a lot of times you never check out the sites that are worth seeing if you've spent your whole life in a place or if you live in a place. If I'm giving my uh, cousin Andrea a place that she really should check out near where she lives, well, what should she check out in Philadelphia?
0: Uh, okay. There's the Rodin Museum. People go to Paris to see the Rodin Museum. But Philadelphia has its own Rodin Museum on the Benjamin Franklin Parkway. And the Benjamin Franklin... If if you've been to Paris and you've seen the Champs-Elysees, it was basically imitated in Philadelphia, linking two squares of the museum and two museums, the Franklin Mint and the Philadelphia Museum of Art. And stuck between the two is the Rodin Museum. And speaking of nudes... If you like nudes, Philadelphia is a place to go. They have lots of nude Rodin sculpture, including a sculpture of the great French author, Honoré de Balzac. And uh, let's put it this way. He's got a bit, as the French would say, avoir de poids. <laughs> and and guess what? You don't see his his special uh, – well, let's put it this way. the The statue, nude statue of Balzac has no Balzac.
1: Fair enough. 800-848-9222 if you want to comment. Barry Goldsmith's here. We've been talking a lot about Russia. Russia's obviously in the news. Uh, They're mobilizing the military. What what do you think of the 1,300 protesters that are arrested and being punished, uh, sending them to fight in Ukraine?
0: Okay. I think America should be more patriotic about that and help out. I think Ron DeSantis should send over a charter plane and take those 1,300 Russian protesters to Martha's Vineyard. Come on.
1: <laughs> we talk a lot about UFOs on, the, on this show, and we've even talked with a few people, including this week, who have claimed that they've been abducted or been probed by uh, extraterrestrials or some, something like that. Um, you are a sightseeing expert. Are you also a, see- a sighting expert in terms of sightings of UFOs? Well, what I'd like to know is when I travel someplace, I would
0: not travel to China, uh, look at it from the airplane and and just decide to go back and not land. Okay. so when you think of it, they they don't get their money's worth. Okay. Uh, the other thing is uh, Washington State, ironically, has the highest number of UFO sightings. Really? Yes. Now, I've been to Washington State Now, what I'd like to know is – I've been there more than once. I hate to say this, people in Washington. It rains all the time, and the skies are cloudy. How the hell could they have the most number of UFO sightings when you can't even see the top
1: of a mountain? Hello? (laughs) Uh, that's a fair question, and the next time you're here, I want to ask you about uh, places that are, are well-known for Bigfoot sightings as well. Just going back to the Russia-Ukraine situation, um, obviously things look very bleak in Ukraine. There's a refugee crisis, a lot of people forced to flee, a lot of people lost their homes, a lot of buildings destroyed. Can you see, based on your, something of a historian as well, but can you see a future where people will actually go to Ukraine as a tourist destination again?
0: Well, I've been there, and I was there uh, leading a press trip. I was there more than once. And somehow when you travel and there's some kind of uh, earthquake or war, it hits home even more. And Mm. uh, there's a city to me that's an inspiration for Kiev and Ukraine in general, and it's Dresden. (laughs) Dresden was totally destroyed by carpet bombing less than – uh, less than ten weeks before the end of World War II, I mean, one could say, "What a shame!" But they built, they built and restored the entire city, and mm. today it's a gem. And to give you an example on culture and tourism over politics, even the communists in East Germany restored the opera house, restored really? the museums. Wow. Uh, and I think culture and tourism unites people, and that's, that's why I'm all for it. That's
1: a great, uh, great perspective. Uh, I mentioned a, a big archaeological find in uh, one of the Palestinian territories the other day, and I'm hopeful that there can be future cooperation between the Palestinians and the Israelis just on the ar- the, oh, the exactly. archaeological front. Uh, stick around. We'll take a couple of calls. 800 Henry is in Manhattan.
2: Hello, Henry. Hi, good evening, or good middle of the night. <laughs> uh, uh, I've uh, come up with a a STEM, you know, uh, a science, technology, uh, engineering, math idea relating to travel. And it takes you to off the beaten path and, uh, for the moment, never visited places. Uh, what the idea It relates to prime numbers, and uh, the idea is you find uh, a line of uh, latitude that's a prime number, like 41 north, and a line of longitude, like that's a prime number, uh, for instance, 79 west, and you visit that exact spot, which you can find with your Uh, uh, GPS function on your phone. Now, there is a famous place uh, that is at those two coordinates, and that is Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. Um, There are other uh, uh, places that I visited that are prime number intersections, which are Exeter, New Hampshire, So, Henry, you
1: you think this is a trend that would catch on, people wanting to visit places because they have the longitudinal and latitudinal coordinates of prime numbers?
2: Well, it's not a trend because I'm the only one that I know of that's uh, even thought of the idea. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is uh, for these places that that are off the beaten path, total, quite often – For instance, there are three in Montana and six in Alaska. Uh, It it becomes kind of an adventure uh, travel and a serendipity. And it's also uh, how will these places change over the years? Right.
1: But couldn't you say that of any place, not just prime number places? I mean, uh, Barry, do you get the sense that people are really eager to visit places that have something to do with prime numbers?
0: Um, that's odd. No, saying that's odd would be meaning, uh, three, <laughs> Freeze, five, crunch, seven. Right. I, I just want to say something because this gentleman spoke about latitude and longitude. Okay. Uh, if you are really interested in seeing a fascinating place that's has to do with latitude, latitude, uh, there's, it's in, in Ecuador, the country of Ecuador, there's the equator. And, you know how people say uh, that water flushes one way north of the equator? Right, sure, is and that true? Say, well, what they have is they have a sink on one side of the equator and a sink on the other side of the equator, and you can see for yourself oh. it's true. And speaking of oh, that's pretty neat. changes in latitude, oh. uh, sometimes in, in the 20th century, they discovered that uh, the equator was a, a, a few uh, blocks uh, away. So there's a monument to where it was and the new. So if you want to see two latitudes, you go to the equator in Ecuador. Which is named after well, it? That's
1: uh, very apropos. All right, very uh, geographic, geographically inclined uh, trip. Barry, this has been fun. Uh, let's do this again soon. You got to keep us posted on this show, show that you're doing yes, with Valerie Delia. And uh, if people want to get in touch with you, if people want to learn more about what you're doing, uh, they can go to ProfessorBGoldsmith.com. Right? Or they cannot go there. All right. No. Well, I, how can I, they get in I'm, touch with
0: I'm redoing uh, my my website. Oh, you are. Okay. Yeah. They can. Uh, Email me at Barry dot goldsmith at AOL dot com. You know who I feel sorry for? Who? Oh. Anybody whose name is dot <laughs>
1: I bet you their favorite dance is the polka. Am I right? Yes, very good. All right. Uh, Barry, it is always a treat to see you, and it's always a, a treat to have you uh, in studio. Thanks for making thank the trip. Thank you,
0: and congratulations on your syndication. Now. Oh,
1: thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, wh- one day we're going to have you – maybe we'll do a, a a special travel segment about all the cities that we're heard in, and then we can we can do something that about that. That would be that. great. Yeah, that would be fun. to them. And yeah great yeah that'll be great all right uh 800-848-9222 coming up next we'll do something fun what it is i'm not quite sure but you can bet it'll be fun this is the other side of midnight straight ahead
0: the other side of midnight midnight